Welcome to the podcast for emerging and blue-collar leaders. This is The Growth Project. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Growth Project. Hope you're all doing really well. I'm currently on holidays, which is uh, really exciting, but it's also a really good opportunity for me to get some uninterrupted time to do some recording uh, away from all the busyness of my normal day-to-day schedule. So, I wanted to expand on the theme of having difficult conversations and I wanted to get a little bit more specific on a few things. So today in particular, I'm going to talk about I statements. I statements are a powerful tool to keep on hand, I guess, when you're engaging in difficult conversations or engaging in conflict. So we all know and we have spoken about how difficult conversations are hard to keep on track. And sometimes um, even just the prospect of starting a conversation that we know is going to be tricky is a really daunting task. Um, Really, it it really is like going onto a battlefield of the emotions of yourself and the other person. Sometimes it can feel like that. So for a lot of people, we tend to feel anxious and we, we feel really unsure about how the other person's going to react. If I've got something I need to talk about that I know is going to get tricky, um, or even if they'll even be open to discussing the matter at hand, it is human nature to fear that conflict scenario or to fear rejection or damaging the relationship with the other person. So we often end up shying away from these uncomfortable conversations. And we know that doing that and shying away is not only is it not productive, but often if there's an issue, both yourself and the other person are aware that there's an issue and not addressing it can be quite damaging to that relationship as well. But here's the thing, as tough as it might be, it is critical to address these issues head on. It does take a lot of courage and it takes a lot of empathy and it takes an evolved level of communication skills to navigate through these complexities and expressing concerns while genuinely listening to the other person's perspective. And the other thing to remember, though, is uh, the only way to overcome the anxiety of having these conversations is to actually do it. There's no magic tool that myself or anyone can give you to overcome this. So this is this is basically by exposure therapy, <clears throat> pardon me. So during the difficult conversations, we know that the amygdala can become activated. We've done an episode about this and it triggers the body's stress response. It can lead to heightened emotions, increased anxiety, and we spoke about the fight, flight, or freeze response. In a previous episode, I spoke about being in a heightened emotional state and how this can impair our ability to think clearly and to listen properly, listen actively, and to respond calmly. And this can lead to reactive and defensive behaviors in yourself or the other person, preventing a productive dialogue from taking place at all. So I'm not going down the rabbit hole of the amygdala in this episode. I would recommend listening to the previous episode of keeping your cool when engaging with conflict 
before you continue with this one because there'll be some good context to some of the points that I'm about to discuss today. So also in a previous episode, the one around managing stress, I recommended the Huberman Lab podcast and there's some amazing content there relating to the amygdala uh, and you should check that out more. But um, now I'm going to introduce you to another fantastic podcast called Negotiate Anything by Kwame Christian. Kwame is a business lawyer. He's a negotiation consultant based in the United States and he's the director of the American Negotiation Institute. His podcast explores all the nuances of managing tricky situations and conflict and, and negotiation. And he interviews lots of subject matter experts on that, on that podcast. And some of the really valuable takeaways I've had from exploring his content, not only his podcast, but his website, he does generously give some resources away via his website as well. Uh, but some of the, the really valuable takeaways for me, have been having is knowing that having the skills to have the difficult conversations effectively is really only half of the formula. What stops most people applying those skills and actually having the conversations in the first place are other psychological factors. So you need to build up a set of tools or as he calls it a framework to operate in. So working within this structure can help you avoid dysregulation for yourself and the other party. But what he highlights is that you first need to overcome the psychological factors first, or those anxieties around in engaging in the difficult conversation in the first place. So again, Kwame's podcast is called Negotiate Anything, Difficult Conversations. And I will say I'm still developing these skills and sometimes I find that I execute them really, really well. And I think the ratio of times I do it well and times I don't do it as well is getting quite in my favor. I think it's a continuous development process for me. So, but it, it, I am having many more successes with using these tools and having those conversations than I used to. And I would say much more success than issues. So, but for me, the I statement is a crucial one, is a crucial part of that toolkit. And you might remember that I spoke about monitoring the other person's emotional state during a difficult conversation and the importance of focusing on the issue and not the person. So for me, the I statement is my favorite tool, is, is my go-to to help keep me on track when I need to deal with an issue that might make me or the other person uncomfortable. So what is an I statement? An I statement is a communication technique that you can use to express your thoughts, your feelings, your concerns in a clear <clears throat> and assertive manner whilst taking responsibility for your own perspective. It's an, it's an effective way to communicate personal experiences and, and I guess your own emotions without placing judgment or blame onto another person or attacking another person. If we use this effectively, we can confront a performance issue or a particular issue with somebody whilst preventing them from becoming dysregulated or at least minimizing the risk of dysregulation. I, I also like to call this respectful confrontation in the, con in the context of confronting an issue. I'm going to confront it. I'm not going to shy away from it, but I'm going to do it in a non-judgmental, respectful manner. So 
I'm keeping in mind the other person's emotional state and I'm monitoring that at all times. And when you do that, what you're doing is you're promoting trust between that, that relationship and, and you're, you're promoting honesty and accountability and you're putting accountability on display because you're taking accountability for your own, um, the way you feel about a certain situation and you're showing control of that. And, and, um, but you have to remember though, um, when you're the leader in the situation, your best starting point is to remind yourself that the person needs leadership, not management. When we start managing people, we are gradually eroding the trust and connection out of that relationship. And, and as a leader, I really want trust and connection to be the foundation of our working relationships because that is how we build better teams. So we're clear on the importance and the benefits, but let's look at the anatomy of an I statement and really break down what it is. An I statement typically consists of three parts. So it starts with the word I, as in referring to yourself. So we begin the statement by using the word I, and this indicates that you're expressing your own thoughts or feelings. For example, you might start with, I feel like, I think, or I'm concerned that, et cetera, et cetera. So that's part one. So you're really making it about you, not the other person. Okay. So the next thing we do is we describe whatever the observation is or the feeling of is, whether it's frustration or anything like that. And you clearly express the specific observation or feeling that you want to communicate. For instance, an example could be, I feel frustrated when you arrive late for work, as opposed to you're always late for work. So the third thing is that you explain the expectation or the impact or the request to the other person. So you're going to share the impact or the outcome of the situation uh, on you and the effect it has on you or the team. And if necessary, you're going to communicate a specific request or expectation for change or resolution. So to put it all together, here's how it could sound in a situation where we were confronting the issue of somebody always turning up or often turning up late for work. I feel frustrated when you arrive late for work because we can't start the job without you, which costs us time and money. So I would appreciate it if you could organize your mornings to make sure you're on time. So think about that and reflect on that in contrast to you're always late for work. If you want to keep your job, you better pull your socks up. Okay. You're, you're getting combative immediately and you're not doing anything to build trust and connection there. All you're doing is um, inviting the other person to engage in conflict. So, and, and also keeping in, in, in mind the other themes that we've spoken about previously as well, like you just don't know what someone might be going through in their private life. So by dealing with the situation like this, we're still being assertive. We're still being quite assertive. But we're doing it in such a way that um, that is not likely to inflame the situation. And it's also showing some compassion and empathy uh, and that you want to really work on the problem with them. The other thing to mention too is that I have worked with lots of people on building this skill and what some folks tell me is that starting the, situ the discussion with I feel can seem quite unnatural to them. So if, a, if, you, if you are thinking that way as well, uh, what you could do is 
um, is reframe that a little bit. So it could be something like uh, when you arrive late for work, I get frustrated because etc. 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 So if it feels unnatural to start it the other way, then that's another alternative. So what this technique does is it still allows you to be assertive, but you're doing it in such a way that you're preventing or minimizing the likelihood of an amygdala hijack. The other person is much less likely to get defensive and argumentative. And this means our difficult conversations are much more productive. And the more we deal with issues this way, we'll see other benefits like pr uh, promoting a culture of honesty and accountability between people. You, people will know that it's safe to raise issues. We're going to be in, in enhancing our own emotional intelligence and role modeling that to other people as well. We spoke about the fact that people will start to absorb the behaviors of their leaders and display some of those traits themselves. So if, if we want to approach a situation more aggressively, then that's exactly what we can expect to be displayed back towards us from our team. Uh, it's also going to help us resolve the conflicts much more efficiently and effectively. It's going to foster uh, collaboration between team members and team problem solving will become much more effective and efficient and we'll start to see more emotional investment from our team members. So there you go. Start practicing I statements in your difficult conversations. Make sure you take the time to reflect after every single situation. It will help you realize the benefits and hone your skill. If you take the time to observe the difference between a heated confrontation and taking a more emotionally evolved approach, I guess I'd call it, this will really fast track your development of this skill. So hope you got something out of that. Always keen to hear uh, from anyone who wants to reach out, any feedback, questions or anything like that. Again, to uh, topic suggestions. Uh, the next three episodes that you'll see come out, I'm really excited. I've got three excellent guests lined up. And so really looking forward to jumping into those with you over the coming weeks, including um, uh, in the educational space and the legal space as well. So thanks again for listening in. I will speak to you again soon.